to really make video effective, you have to have a, a plan, a strategy in place. And that's what I hold with a lot of my clients. It's not just about the production. It's about what are you going to do with the video? How are you going to watch your messaging? Hello, and welcome to Brand Tuned, the only podcast on branding, which includes related disciplines like intellectual property that are fundamental to growing a brand. I'm Shireen Smith, lawyer, brand strategist, and curious business owner, keen to discover what moves the needle in branding. Today, I'm speaking with Simon Banks, who helps business owners to get video right and create effective video content to increase sales so businesses can grow. So, Simon, welcome to the Brand Tune podcast. Thank you. Thanks, Shireen, for having me. So, can you fill us in a bit more about your background? How did you come to be here now today? Uh, <laughs> how long have you got? It, it's a long story. So, I've been in video all my career. Started mm-hmm. back in the mid '80s, but in from the, I guess the early noughties, two thousands. Technology has changed, and it basically gave the power of video into the hands of business owners and what we call small creators. So back in, you know, for for decades, television, making videos or television cost a lot of money. But for the last 15 or so years, the cost of the techs come down, which has allowed businesses to create their own content uh, rather than having to spend literally tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of pounds on content. So what I'm doing now, as well as making videos for my corporations that I still work for, I'm seeing a big trend, thanks to the internet, or where business owners and entrepreneurs need to create their own video content. And that's where I am supporting those people with the experience I've had over the last few decades. So when did you start your own business? So I started my own business I guess the way our industry works, you often go for what we call freelance. Mm-hmm. So I started freelancing as a news cameraman back in 1990. So that's 30 years ago when mm-hmm. I first started uh, by myself. So that's when I was self-employed. But since 1995, I started a, what I call my proper business, where I actually started to have a partner and I actually had staff and I had an office. And that was back in New York when I started my first business, Atlantic Television. What? So you started the business in New York? Yes, that's when I partnered um, with a colleague of mine. We just we saw, a, a, I guess, we saw an opportunity in the market to create news packages and sell them to multiple broadcasters. And that's when I first got my taste of running a business. So that's pretty much my almost down the tools of, of um, being a cameraman and started becoming a, a business owner. And I tell you, it was a steep learning curve. So what was it like? What were the challenges in the beginning? I think that the challenges um, are always is finding clients, uh, like any business, is finding clients, especially when you're doing a new business, is finding new clients. And the second challenge is finding, um, finding what I call team finding people to join you and to help you grow the business. Hmm. And what about getting work? Was that So I found, I guess, for for me, I've I've been fortunate that because I'm 
I can say I've been in the industry a long time. I have a lot of connections and contacts. And I like to think what I do is good. So I've, I've never struggled to find work in that sense. It's all for me. It's always about relationships. So I've never really gone into advertising or having to do a lot of marketing. It's about it's what who you know and, and leveraging the network that I have. So I've always relied a lot of uh, word of mouth. And I guess my reputation precedes me and people still call me up who I got no idea where they get they get my name from, but they say, oh, so-and-so recommended you. So that hasn't been too, too bad uh, in terms of finding clients. But the, my biggest challenge has always been when you want, when you do well, you need to scale. And to scale, you need to have what I call team. And then that's one of my biggest challenges is always finding the right people to come into your business to help you grow it. Yeah. And then you have to get enough business coming in to pay salaries and correct correct and that that can be quite stressful in times um such as now for example i'm, I'm very thankful that i run a very smaller business now i don't have a big team at the moment or big offices that i that i used to have um but it is you tend to find as a business owner for me i started out my passion is video it still is video and i still create a lot of video content but suddenly when you become a business owner and grow your team you find i spent most of my time managing people or having to do the sales and marketing mm. this coronavirus situation must have had an impact how, how have you experienced that uh the coronavirus so has a has had a massive impact in in our industry uh, for for me personally so i sort of my current, I have two companies at the moment. One is Tallboy Communications, which is where I make videos for pretty much large global organizations. That work's pretty much disappeared at the moment or gone on hold because most of my, the people I deal with, head of comms, head of marketing, they've tend to, everyone's working from home and everyone's sort of, I guess, waiting to see what happens. So what I'm finding now, I'm sort of pursuing more, which is, what I'm doing now is supporting what I, business owners and entrepreneurs with their own content. So while people are working from home and maybe budgets are smaller, I think a lot of businesses are saying, right, we still need to communicate with our audience. For me, I'm a bit biased in this, but video is, is probably the most effective ways of communicating, particularly if you can't go and see a client. So now I'm supporting uh, business owners and entrepreneurs in creating their own video content, which is not as simple as it sounds. What, so you're teaching them through Zoom, are you, how to do it? So there's, there's a few offerings that I have. I do have uh, online courses. I have my book, and I'm also doing one-to-one coaching through, through the technology of Zoom. And it actually works really well. So you're not actually shooting videos. You're advising them how to, what to buy camera-wise and so on. Correct. So, so the idea with, when it comes to video, a lot of people sort of, jump into the, oh, what camera should I buy? Um, you know, how do I do editing? But I come from, yes, I help with the production, but to really make video effective, you have to have a, a plan, a strategy in place. And that's what I help with a lot of my clients. It's not just about the production. It's about what are you going to do with the video? How are you going to, what's your messaging? How you, how's your audience actually going to watch your video? How are you going to market it? Right, so that seems to get a bit into brand, into their brand, I guess. So what does brand mean to you? Well, um, when I first started in business, I think brand to me always means, oh, logo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Uh, what color should I have? What should my website look like? And I, and I still see today, um, working even with large global organizations, people associate brand with the visual identity. And I, I think that's not right anymore. It's part of it. But what I'm trying to work with my clients is not about the logo or about the font that we use, or particularly about the color, though that's important. But mm. what does your brand convey and how do we convey that brand out through video? So brand quite often is the intangible. Sometimes it's hard to measure. Mm. Um, but I think as a if big organization, small organization, even if you're just a, a one-person business, you still have a brand. And also other people can define you if you don't define your own brand. So it's better to do your own definition. <laughs> and I think... I think it's important that we all have a brand, even if we may not be aware of it. Whether it's just, as I said, if you're just, you know, if you're online. But I think particularly now with social media and websites and video content, I think we all need to think about what is our brand? What what do we want to convey? What How do we want people to see us? How do we want people to feel when they either read something or listen to, to something or, or watch us on, on video? And I think it's important that with brand is to be consistent with it um, and it's interesting again with working with large corporations and, and small corporations and businesses a lot of people just still focus on the visual identity mm. and, and rather than actually thinking about what is it what kind of feeling what kind of emotion do we want to convey through the content that we produce right so initially when you set up your business you were at the stage of thinking that a brand was a logo so what was your experience of creating your brand then and how did it develop afterwards? Well, normally I consider myself a creative person, but I'm not a graphic designer. Mm. So most of my brand, I think it comes from basically when I want a website. And quite often I relied on my web person to help me with brand. And And while I think you could obsess quite a lot with logo and colors, uh, I tend to think, for me these days, it's not so important because I'm not a huge brand. I have a I have a, an online presence. Um, but for me, it's all about the content. So I originally, with my Torboy company, I commissioned a graphic designer mm -hmm. to come up with my Torboy brand, which was probably over 10 years ago. And I still use it today, still use the logo, still use the colors. And though I've been tempted many times to think, oh, I should change my brand because I'm a bit bored of it. Yeah. I've resisted that purely because I don't think it's worth my time and money investing in creating a whole new brand. I think for me, it's, you know, my brand works. I think, you know, Tallboy, it's the name that people, um, interesting enough, I don't, you know, people seem to know my my brand name. People say, oh, I've heard of Tallboy. Well, your tall yourself aren't you so. i know i know i've had stories about <laughs> it makes me laugh when when someone obviously i'm tall so i'm six foot three mm -hmm. uh and when i've had someone come up to me who are a little bit shorter than me look up at me and said why is your company called tall boy <laughs> <laughs> which i had to smile and go yeah it's literally because i'm a tall boy um but so for me it's like my brand i guess it works so why should i tinker with it by changing the look and feel of it so I think it's far better off investing in my personal brand or the brand of the company rather than the visual the visual aids for it. 
you had the visuals and how about things like your values your mission your vision stuff like that have you worked on that for yourself or i think over <clears throat> over time i certainly certainly have and i think um Shireen, you and i we've done the the kpi process through through dent you know uh, daniel Priestley, and i think that really has helped me focus on a bit more about what my purpose is, what my value is, and what my mission is. Before, when I first started in business as a, as a freelance cameraman, all I was interested in was about where's my next job coming from? You know, when's my next, my, my next gig? When's my next shoot? When's my next sort of my, my next invoice I can send out? So you don't tend not to focus on that. It's only when you start building a business and you think, okay, where where is my business going to be in the marketplace? How do I want my clients to perceive me? How can I serve my clients better? What is my what are my values? What is my mission? And I think ultimately, it doesn't. It takes if you have some experience, bad experiences with clients, um, you sort of think, what are my values? And quite often in the early days of business, you take whatever comes in. You'll take, you know, if a client rings you up and says, want a video, you go, yep, I'll make a video for you. And when you when you talk to them a bit more, you sort of think, or oh, maybe they don't really fit with my values, or maybe what they're trying to do is more, it's, it's not fits with what I'm trying to do or how they're positioning their business. It doesn't fit with me at all. So there's a couple of companies I have worked for over the times when I just thought, um, you know, I will, I have to be true to my values and learn from my gut instinct when they first call and you start talking to them not to work with these people. Even though they're paying me good money, you've got to realize actually values are important mm. and they do reflect on who I am as a person. I do believe if you portray the right messages, portray what your values are, talk about your values, talk about your mission, talk about your purpose, then you will attract the right clients. Have you got some tips for businesses that are trying to get video right for themselves? What would, how should they go about it? I think um, the thing I find working with a lot of organisations, large and small, is while the visual identity is important, not mm. to be obsessive about it. Okay, I've had lots of clients mm. come to me who are like come to me and say, is that the right font? Is sure that's the right color? Is it the right? And they give me the values. <clears throat> and I know I understand that's important for businesses, but ultimately for me, it's all about, let's, can we look at the content first rather than go into the actual um, visual identity? Yes, it is the right font. Yes, I do use the clients, uh, your, your right logos and colors because you've given me what I call brand guidelines. Now, it's quite interesting when I receive brand guidelines from a business, they're often originally written for what I call uh, print. You know, mm. so talk about your letterhead, your business card. Uh, then they seem to move on to PowerPoint and maybe your email signature. Uh, and maybe they'll talk about photography, photography, but very few companies actually talk about uh, video. What mm. is your video brand guidelines? And it's very important to think about this large or small business to think about when you're doing video content, it's like when you're doing a website, you know, you do think about how it looks, what the imagery like is, you know, what, what are you, how you're portraying your information. And it's the same with video to think about, you know, what is the tone of your videos? Uh, what kind of use of language are you going to use? You know, what, what tone of voice? Uh, yes, you do need to think about the graphics styles with, with your font and colors. Um, 
need to think about you know, the formatting and, and how you want to, what visually you should be using for your videos, whether you're using stock imagery or you can use stills, or whether you're going to film your own sort of content. And I think very surprised, very few businesses actually create video brand lines. And when it comes to video as well, is is when you're creating a video, particularly, um, I have to steer businesses away from the temptation to put their logo right at the front of the video. Um, it does depend on what you're trying to achieve with the video and where you're showing it. But if you're putting video on, on YouTube or social media or even your website, you don't need to have your logo up at the front. This, this day and age or unfortunately short attention spans for a lot of people, you want to get straight into the content. Um, and if the video is on your website, you don't have to have your brand right up the front because they're already there. So, um, you know, if clients often get obsessed, I think, with, oh, I must have my logo up the front, uh, I would argue it's all about the content. Yes, you can make the videos, brand them to look like how you want them in terms of visually matching your website and other content you produce, but you should focus on the content first. And what well, and end with some sort of um, logo showing? The trend is, because we all go, so like anything, you know, uh, with digital content. So five years ago, a lot of the videos I was producing would have a logo up the front mm-hmm. and then it would go straight into, we're an X, X business, we've been established for X number of years. This day and age, if you look at YouTube, you, you generally have content, which is what we call a hook. So you have eight seconds to basically say what your video is about. Then you might have what we call a short sting video, which might have the title of the video and you can have your logo on it there. And then at the end of the video, you would have your logo and potentially a, a what I call a call to action. Now, if you really want to have your logo or your brand, you can always what we call watermark. Uh, you can have, you've probably seen it on videos on YouTube. You can have on the top left, top right, just mm-hmm. a little, little your, your brand or your logo. Now, my argument has always been, no matter what size business you are, content is king rather than worrying about your brand. Okay, so logos are important, but um, I think people are generally more interested in what you're trying to say rather than looking at your logo. Sure, but isn't there a need to make sure they associate the content with you? Um... They do. It depends where your content is. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, so video is not, a lot of, um, don't treat video as a standalone. It's never, video is always somewhere. It's not, it's either on, you, either on YouTube, in which case you can brand it in terms of, of having a watermark logo. If it's on your social media channel, you know, you, you can generally, ha- should have your brand there, your name, or you can have your, your logo on that. And normally video always has written content around it as well. So if you're doing a post, there's always some words around it. So the video is very rarely just seen on its own. You can have other content around it. And I think when you're creating video content, you've got to have to keep that in mind that it's not just going to be seen in isolation, that you can have words around it. It would normally have your name as well, or if you're posting on behalf of a business, will have your business name. Hmm. So you will help a business to have a strategy so that as well as video brand guidelines is that right yes i think with any video content so so the idea now is in the past videos would uh, companies would come to me and say they want a one video they want normally it's a video they want for the front page of the website 
because they've been to a web designer and they said, oh, you should have a video. This day and age, uh, you need to have uh, videos. <laughs> I call it plural these days. So you need to have a strategy in how you can create consistent video content. Now with that, you will need a strategy on how you can actually make sure it looks consistent, that it's on brand message. So when someone watches a video, they'll know that it will look similar, as in it will have the same sort of fonts that you use or the same lower thirds and the same graphics you might use. Um, the videos will be shot in a similar way. They'll be edited in a similar way. So when someone sees the video, they'll recognize it as one of your videos because they'll recognize some of the elements of your branding. Mm. Okay, that's been fascinating. So finally, before we finish, Simon, which brand do you particularly admire and why? So uh, for me, that's an easy one. And I'm sure you probably get the same answer a lot, and that is Apple. Mm -hmm. I'm a big uh, Apple fan. And with Apple, I mean, yes, when I think of Apple, I do see the logo. Um, but to me, it's not the logo. It, it's what Apple represents. They represent innovation. Uh, they're pushing the, the boundaries in terms of technology and putting the power of technology literally into your hand, thinking of an iPhone. So for me, it's not so much so much about the hardware that they produce. Uh, Apple produces, but it's more about what they mean in terms, for me, it's about innovation and leading the way with innovation. Yeah, and beautiful design as well. They've Absolutely. Got... I mean, their products are always, they always look good. Even it comes down to, even comes down to the way they box them up, you know, in terms of when you receive the item, it's just, they obviously spend a lot of time and effort uh, in into a box and this is all part of their brand right They're, you know it's not just about the logo or the product it's about the experience and i think that's what apple want you to have they want you to have this uh really great customer experience when it comes from either walking into their store into taking to the product away and opening it up in that box to seeing the, the shiny new object and then when you just turn it on you know they try and make it a a, a beautiful customer experience yeah i think steve jobs was brilliant i mean the company was on its knees when he went back and to turn it around like he did he obviously understood what brand meant i think i think steve was he you know i mean there's a lot of views on on steve jobs but he there's no doubt that he was a a, a genius he was a great marketer um but also i just think he just wanted the customer experience he understood that he wanted to make technology in accessible so that people could could admire it so it wasn't just from a technological does it work and and can you do um connect do an email or do do a word document it really was about the aesthetics of of looking at this at this machine and sort of falling in love with the way it looks and things like that yeah Great choice. Well, thank you very much, Simon, for appearing on the podcast. Bye. Thank you. In next week's podcast, I'll be interviewing Alex Bodini, the co-founder of London-based social media agency Spin Brands. Alex has worked in digital marketing and social media for nearly a decade, working with companies such as Google, eBay, as well as hundreds of small businesses in the UK and Europe. 
If you've listened to the podcast to this point, please do like, share or rate it. If you have an important message to share that would be relevant to listeners, then do connect with me and let me know. You can find me on most platforms, but perhaps the best one to use is LinkedIn.